What's up, everybody? Good afternoon. Casey Hendrickson here in the SilverFoxArt.com studios. Check Silver Fox Art out online on Instagram, silver.fox.art. You can also find them on their website at silverfoxart.com. Commission a great piece today. So they do the logos here. Uh, done tons of other signage for us. We've got you know prayers in the house. We've got family photos in the house. Uh, he's uh, he's done some memes, done some custom artwork, and they've done a lot of really cool stuff for local businesses, for VFW posts, sports fans, and of course streamers and podcasters. Anybody out there who might be in the media, definitely check them out. Silverfoxart.com. These are handmade, full color, made with wood. Not just some cheap plexiglass or whatever. Not canvas. Okay, it's made with real wood and it's three dimensional with backlighting, including RGB options. So again, silverfoxart.com. All right, uh, there's a lot that we have to get to today. I'm going to focus on two main stories today. We're <clears throat> um, going to focus on BLM lying about Candace Owens and Candace Owens hilariously releasing the the video footage. And this is this is what people need to learn to do: record everything. I mean, just record everything. If you are in the public light at all, record everything. If you're not in the public light, record everything. Just record everything. I'm constantly amazed. I know that this is kind of off topic, but I'm constantly amazed because we watch so many fail videos and things like that. And, and people are recording like the seemingly most useless waste of video space. And then something amazing happens. So just record everything as much as you possibly can. Obviously, without getting in trouble or anything like that, but um, it, it just is going to save your skin. It has saved Trump's skin here in the past month, okay? The whole Piers Morgan thing, Trump was able to release his recording and prove that what Piers Morgan was going to publish was wrong. You got Candace Owens now proving what BLM uh, was saying about hers wrong, Patrice Cullors in particular. Uh, we'll get to all of that a little bit later on. I wanted to talk about the, the Buffalo shooter. We'll get into Laguna as well, but I wanted to get, I wanted to talk about the Buffalo shooter because this is... This is how devolved our society has become. We have gotten to a point now where there's a shooter and we don't just assume that that's a piece of crap and then care for the victims. No, everybody now has to run and assign blame to who's responsible for the shooter. The shooter's a psychopath. The shooter killed people. That's that person. Okay? That person did it, period. But the left wants to go out there and say, he's a right winger. They make this claim about every shooter. Most shooters are left wingers, but um, they love to press this fake narrative that they're all right wingers and that they're mostly white guys. They're not mostly white guys, and they're mostly left wing. They're not mostly right wing. We've gone over the data on this many, many times. I'm not going to do it again today. But this is... This is a prime example of how subhuman large chunks of our society have gotten. And instead of just looking at it and going, hey, we've got what appears to be a mentally ill 18-year-old who murdered a bunch of people, and this appears to be racially motivated, murdered a bunch of people, appears to be racially motivated, and hey, how can we rally around this community? How can we help these people? How can we help the victims' families? Uh, can we do crowdfunding campaigns for them? That sort of thing. Instead of doing that, the first thing the corporate media has to do is run out there and go, Tucker Carlson's why this guy killed these people. No, he isn't. You're stupid. Looking at USC Cup, you're stupid. Such a shame. She used to be so intelligent, but she's just, she's not anymore. It's like she had a baby and baby, you know, mom brain like never went away. You know, it's supposed to be a temporary post 
pregnancy sort of a thing. But Mombre never left SE Cup. She's just consistently been in Mombre ever since she gave birth. So this is this is how our society just completely devolves, right? Instead of it just being a crazy person who did this horrible thing, we need to rally around the victims and help them. It becomes who's responsible for this person? Who created this person? Because nobody in our society wants to accept blame for their own actions. That's the thing. And, of course, this is very hypocritical. You've got people out there running around, like SE Cup, running around and saying, hey, uh, this, is, this is what happens when Fox News says what they say. What are you talking about? Where have you been about CNN and, and spreading the lie, the demonstrable, well-researched and studied lie that police officers are hunting young black men? Where are you about, uh, about that lie? Because that directly led to violence. Lots of it. The whole Black Lives Matter movement is founded on a lie. Hands up, don't shoot. The whole thing is founded on a lie. So where's the news media accepting responsibility for spreading that lie far and wide years after it was debunked? Gretchen Whitmer, just a year ago, out there doing hands up, don't shoot at a BLM protest in Michigan while telling everybody else they had to be on lockdown. And maybe it's two years ago. Where's the news media taking responsibility for the violence that came from all of that? They don't want to because it's about tribalism. This is about spreading the blame on the, the other side. Our side can do no wrong. The other side can do no right. That's what it's about. And the overwhelming majority of shooters do tend to hold left-wing ideologies. This one included. But he's being espoused as a right-winger. Why? Because he appears to be a white supremacist. And we've talked about this many, many times on the show. You'll go through every every single time there's a mass shooter. Every time without fail. It was a white supremacist, Trump-supporting, AR-15-carrying NRA member. Every time without fail. That's the immediate reaction. Almost never the case. Almost never the case. And when they don't publish any information about who the shooter is, that is because the shooter's not white. Automatic. Automatic. You got two shootings that just happened here. Two mass shootings, okay? And yes, Buffalo was worse. But you got two mass shootings that happened at the exact same time. One involves a white kid. The other involves an Asian man. Which one are we covering the most? The media will tell you, well, that's because the Buffalo shooting was worse. You should be covering them at the same time and doing your normal, let's talk about guns narrative, right? But they're not doing that because that's not their concern. Their concern is the racial narrative. That's their concern. That's what they want to push because that's the divisive politics that the corporate media engages in. I wrote a piece many, many years ago. I'm not going to go over it again about the Dallas police killings. Now, for those of you who don't remember, a few years back, there was a Black Lives Matter activist who went around the city of Dallas, Texas and murdered police officers. Did it all day. Killed several of them. Wounded several more. Eventually, they had to take him out with a robot. They used a robot with some explosives to take him out. That was motivated by all of the talking points of Black Lives Matter and all of the talking points of Black Lives Matter that were regurgitated by the corporate media. And Black Lives Matter only existed because the corporate media continued to spread a lie about Michael Brown and Hands Up, Don't Shoot, which never happened. So I wrote a whole article. The media is responsible for the violence in Dallas last night. And I cited 
numerous studies highlighting how that was possible, how the FBI believes that is possible. And every time this comes up, every single time it comes up, and it's a left-wing person, suddenly we stop talking about the shooting. The shooter's not white. We stop talking about the shooting. If they didn't use the right gun, we stop talking about the gun and the shooting. If the political demographics aren't appropriate, we stop talking about the shooting. Without fail. There's numerous mass shootings that took place where the suspect wasn't white or was overtly left-wing. The news media just glossed right over it and went away. Didn't even cover it. Give you countless examples of this throughout my career. So instead of focusing on this guy just being a crazy person, of course, we got to focus on the fact that, well, Tucker Carlson said some things that this guy appears to agree with. And so what? So anyway, he's been identified. He's 18 years old. Once again, once again, without fail, we have another mass shooter who is known to police. Without fail. Without fail. Every time. Every single time they were known by police. Now, I'm not telling you that the police could have done anything different. I'm not advocating for a law change to allow the police to do anything different. I'm just letting you know that we have an issue where almost all of these shooters tend to be known to police for making similar threats. Now, what could be done about that without taking away people's constitutional rights? I don't know. We haven't come up with a way yet. Nobody's really thinking about it. Everybody's trying to take away your constitutional rights instead. But it's worth noting that every single time we have one of these things, they made a previous threat. They were previously investigated for terrorist activity or whatever. This one wasn't. I'm just overall in many of these cases. And nothing was done or very little was done. They moved on. Next thing you know, we got a, a, another bad guy doing another bad thing. He was actually spent, he actually spent time in a hospital, day and a half, a whole day and a half. Spent time in a hospital. Day and a half is it's a lot of time. Not even a week. Not even a week with psychiatric evaluation for crying out loud. Just a day and a half in the hospital. That's it. Not put him in a mental facility for a week, two weeks, nothing like that. Get a psychiatrist to evaluate them. Make sure that everything's working right with their medulla oblongata. Nope. None of that. A day and a half in the hospital, and then they let him go. Oh, and then he, then he you know kills a bunch of people. Yeah, that's where we're at. The other thing is he planned this attack for months. He planned it. He drove three hours, and then he shot all of these people. He's on suicide watch now. He almost killed himself outside of the grocery store, um, but he changed his mind or was talked out of it. Depending on which story you read, that narrative changes a little bit. Now, the reason I want to go into this here, um, so they used some, he used some Nazi paraphernalia, okay? Uh, and, and for the record, I've, I've seen 180 page, I've seen 106 page, I've seen 108 page. I don't know how many pages of the manifesto was. I'm not really sure. Does this actually link to it? Oh, did they actually rip it? Hold on a second. They might have ripped it, and I didn't know that they ripped it. Nope. Um, every everybody who tried to download his manifesto at this point in time has done a terrible job of it, because Google the moment the moment he described himself as moderately left left authoritarian, the moment he did that, Google like 
cut off his manifesto. You know, generally speaking, when it's a white supremacist or if it's somebody who's, uh, you know, right wing, the manifesto links stay up. The moment you find out that this person is saying something that's contradictory to the, the narrative, uh, suddenly the manifesto has come down. This is not the first time this has happened. So in the manifesto, he does describe himself as left authoritarian. Okay. But the moment that that came out and people were pushing that on social media, suddenly Google like locked down his manifesto. Suddenly just locked it down. Oh, interesting. Apparently this place did as well because they tried to, they tried to link to it and Dr. Roy took it down also. So I, I don't know why people chose not to download the thing and host it on their own servers, but you know, whatever. It's just, it's just a PDF document, folks. It's not going to take up much of your server space. You'll be fine. So anyway, um, he, he basically interviewed himself. Are you a Christian? No. I do not ask God for salvation by faith, nor do I confess my sins to him. I personally believe there is no afterlife. I do, however, believe in and practice many Christian values. Okay? So, he's not a Christian. Are you a fascist? Yes. Okay. Now, the left is using this. Well, he said he was a fascist, therefore he's got to be a right-winger. No, fascism is a left-wing ideology. We have been over this many, many times. Anybody who knows anything about fascism knows it's a left-wing ideology. It's not a politically right ideology. It's to the right of communism, but it's to the left of everything else. Yes, I'm fascist. Okay, there you go. And he goes to talk about fascism, uniting whites against the replacers. Now, what's interesting about this is like, well, he's talking about things that are said on Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson's show about the great replacement theory. You know what's funny is a couple of months ago, we did a whole show. Well, not a whole show. We did a, a whole segment on several left-wing journalists and politicians who were actually glorifying and celebrating that the replacement theory was real. And that it was going to be, you know, white people were going to be the minority in this country, and when white people are the minority in this country, then the Democrats will run everything and Republicans won't have any any say in any politics. They were celebrating that fact. And it was interesting because as they were doing it, We're sitting there going like, so you're admitting that the replacement theory is real? Huh. Interesting stuff. And of course, the replacement theory is real. And the left wing has admitted this. The right wing has admitted this. Everybody knows this is is happening. Okay. Uh, More people are immigrating to the United States who are non-white. Is that a big deal? Maybe, maybe not. Hispanics and Latinos right now breaking Republican. So it's... For, for for cultural sake, culture's sake, probably not a big deal. For political sake, maybe it is. Doesn't really matter all that much. If you come here, you assimilate, you accept American culture for what it is, then okay. That's fine by me. It's fine by most people. But he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that at all. But again, this is a left-wing admitted policy. They've admitted to trying to get more minorities here in the United States to replace racist white people so that the country wouldn't be racist anymore. And a bunch of blue check marks just a couple of months ago were celebrating this openly on, on Twitter. We talked about it on the show. We gave you the tweets. We told you they were. It's hysterical. And now they're saying, oh, this is just a Tucker Carlson conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. You guys were touting it not that long ago. It wasn't, you were touting it as a conspiracy theory as a bad thing. You were touting it as a positive thing to fix 
and heal the racist white America that you know. Are you a white supremacist? Yeah, I call myself a white supremacist. There you go. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. He's a white supremacist. He's admitting it, okay? Are you racist? Yeah, I'm racist. He gives his definition of, of what that is. Doesn't really mean anything. Uh, he, like most of these left-wing weirdos, boasts their high IQ. Um, I've never known an intelligent person to boast about their IQ. I just haven't. I've known many people who run around and talk about my IQ is this. The moment somebody tells you what their IQ is, just assume that they're stupid. Yeah, they took like one of those BuzzFeed tests or something like that, uh, and there you go. Uh, it's it, They're usually not very bright. Okay, People who have to tell you that sort of thing are usually not very intelligent, um, and they almost always lack basic common sense. Almost always. Uh, let's see. He, he implored a dedication to environmentalism, left-wing ideology, a sort of green nationalism espoused by pagan groups, okay? Left-wing. Um, and again, he, he says this in his in his manifesto that on some things I'll, I'll be considered right and on some things I'll be considered left. I identify, and we'll get to it, I identify as a left authoritarian, which would be right in the realm of fascism. That's what left-wing authoritarian is. is. It's, it's fascism. The shooter writes at length about various groups of people from the blacks to the Jews and goes into excruciating detail about the firearm that he used and various other items he intended to use to kill uh, his victims. And again, uh, when you attack the Jews, almost exclusively left-wing people. People on the right tend to like Jewish people quite a bit. Uh, people on the left have a real anti-Semitic problem. We've talked about this for many, many years. The shooter describes his plan as eliciting... Uh, the removal of gun rights from America is a move which he believes would spark a fight over the Second Amendment in the United States. The shooter, before going to the grocery store where he committed this atrocious act, implored others to kill high-profile enemies before naming George Soros and other individuals. And George Soros is an evil guy. I'm not, telling you, I'm not saying that he should, he should be killed, um, but the world would be a better place when George Soros passes away naturally. Maybe he thought a random high-profile individual would be at a grocery store. Don't know. All right, so he says there are well-known enemies of our nations, enemies of our race that freely walk through our societies, uh, heads held high, be believing themselves untouchable, and they will soon find out, yada, 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 okay? <clears throat> All right. Um, and it's almost like he, and, and this is a, this is also a Nazi-esque type belief. Um, you, you purge everybody, and then you allow new, it's almost like a forest fire. You, you, you blow through the forest, to allow new life. So you get rid of all of these so-called untouchables, as he described them. You get rid of them, and then new leaders will grow, and those new leaders will hopefully be better. So, okay, um, we'll see. Let's see. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> um, he ends his manifesto by saying, I hope to see you all in Valhalla. Of course, it's North mythology, yada, yada, yada. All right, so next. Um, let's go here again they're blaming tucker carlson which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever um he did have a bushmaster i think i got an article here with the the gun store that sold him the bush see this is 106 page like they're all over the place it's 108 page 106 page what what is it uh, and i don't know because i didn't i didn't download it because i i unplugged for the weekend most of you know that uh let's see <clears throat> uh, and again you know, they always say angry white man is the, the thing, but 
It rarely happens, but when it does, they go, see, it's always angry white men. There'll be 10 that aren't angry white men, and they'll be like, oh, well, it wasn't an angry white man this time. But it usually is, and then it usually isn't. But then when it is, they act, see, we told you. Again, Tucker Carlson trying to blame him, yada, 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 which is all nonsense. Rick Wilson, who's a bigot himself. Joe Lockhart out there, which is hysterical. But, you know, because Lockhart, who works for CNN, we're blood in the hands of Tucker Carlson and Fox News. And again, if you're going to make that case, you have to make that case about CNN and MSNBC and every network news and all the newspapers and all the left-wing celebrities and everything else who lied about BLM and Antifa and all that and continue to lie about them because they're all responsible for all of the violence that emanates from that. So if you're going to make this case, Lockhart, you guys are way more guilty than Fox could ever be. Um, but what's interesting about this is that in his... In his um, manifesto he attacked fox news he doesn't like fox news doesn't he doesn't like him at all i think he attacked ben shapiro too i heard somebody say that he attacked ben shapiro se cup screw you Uh, again google docs the moment he identified himself as a mild moderate authoritarian left the moment that happened google docs yeah we gotta we gotta kill this cernovich wrote uh, the manifesto of the terrorist who killed people today contains the following He did a chart of Jewish people and included me under troll Jew, a rejection of Christianity, an admission that he was, that he is authoritarian left wing, hybrid Nazi and green nationalism. Okay. So the shooter himself describes himself as being left authoritarian. All right. So he views himself as being on the authoritarian left. And that's where fascism lies. Again, we we talked about that. That's fascism. Um, So, not really, not really all that surprising. But because he describes himself as fascist, fascist means right wing to the left, who doesn't understand that, and they're constantly perverting everything. Now, here's the other part that you're going to have to pay attention to. So, retired Buffalo police officer Aaron Salter Jr. He was working security at the store. Um, he engaged in a gun battle with the shooter. He fired multiple rounds into the shooter, who was protected by body armor. Unfortunately, uh, Aaron Salter Jr. was was killed when he returned fire. Um, that's, you know, obviously horrendously tragic. He seems to have predicted this in some posts on, I think, Facebook a couple of years ago where he said he felt like something was going to happen in his community and he wasn't prepared for it. And unfortunately, it it did happen in his community. Now, you're going to see multiple people have said that he was a hero. In fact, one of the guys who had had a sit-down with the shooter happened to be a black man. Had to sit down with the shooter. He he bought him a drink and everything, and they talked about all sorts of stuff. Very he even described him as very intelligent. Um, they had a conversation and a pleasant visit with one another. And um, you know, shortly after that, the the shooting happened. But the security guard is being credited with saving that man because the security guard had basically like shoved everybody away from the front door and said, "Hey, y'all can't loiter here." So they went across the street, and then the shooting ended up happening, and they weren't there. So they would have been targets if they were right there on, on the uh, the front door of the grocery store. So they're crediting the individuals that were there, crediting the security guard with saving their life. Uh, the security guard certainly slowed him down, no doubt about that. Uh, unfortunately, he fired center mass. The body armor absorbed those rounds, and he was able to kill him uh, and and take his life. So um, it's tragic. It's it's. Horrendously tragic, but with that, what you're gonna what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a another call to ban body armor. That's what you're gonna see. 
And again, that's, you know, it's unfortunate, but I don't know if the the uh, security guard, Aaron Salter Jr., had body armor. I don't think that he did, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. Uh, if he did, it probably wasn't um, wasn't up to standard. But like I said, you know, do, do you actually think that that's going to happen? Do you take those precautions? It's one of those things that you have to you have to you know figure out for yourself. Um, but again, it's you know it's important that people kind of understand that this guy described himself. Um, he he d- didn't really like conservatives. He he d- describes it not being conservative. He called it corporatism in disguise. Um, he did support the gay community. He did call transgenderism a mental illness. Okay, but like I said, depending on his position, left and right wing. But he described himself as mild, moderate, authoritarian left. That's that's how he describes himself. Doesn't describe himself as a right winger or anything else. Um, and that's the that's the sad part is you know you've got people who are running on this as if it's somehow supposed to be important. It's not. It's not important. You know we've got we've got all of these victims, many of whom are not going to come home again. And their families, and you got a community reeling. You know, people should be focusing on offering them support instead of trying to make this a blame game about politics. You know, I don't want to come on here after every shooting or every mass incident. I don't want to come on here and actually break down the politics of all of this. It's stupid. I shouldn't have to do it. But here's the thing: you have to because they make it about that. They want you to take the moral high ground so you don't debunk what they're saying. That's the truth. The left wants you to come out and take the moral high ground, focus on the victims, not focus on on the shooter or what the left is saying about the shooter because they will always blame the right. They'll always blame the Constitution. They'll always blame the NRA. They'll always blame white supremacy. Okay, They will always do that even when it's not a fit like it is, isn't a fit here. Most of it anyway. They will do that, and then they want you to focus on the victim so that they can continue to browbeat this message and get it into people's heads right away at the height of anxiety, the height of anger, the height of despair and sadness, because that's when you're most going to absorb it. So they don't want you to engage in that. So I have to. So I'm forced to come out here and engage and prove SE Cup and Lockhart and all these other idiots who are lying to you, prove them wrong. With the shooter's own words. That's the problem. We are in a position where we're not supporting victims. We actually have to deal with this nonsense. But that's their strategy. Now, I have to ask, you know, there was another terrorist attack that just happened here recently. And Senator Ron Johnson is asking, hey, why isn't this being called a domestic terrorist attack? It's a great question. That's a great question. There's been a, again, I, we talked about this on, on the show. This is clearly domestic terrorism. This is the definition of it, okay? So you've got a a, uh, a pro-life clinic gets bombed. Story basically goes away. The left doesn't talk about radical pro-abortion activists. The left doesn't talk about people standing out front of the Supreme Court holding signs saying I had 31 abortions being a little unreasonable and kind of unhinged. That, that radicals would s- celebrate something like that. Because if you've had 31 abortions, I like got news for you, you're living your life wrong. That's, that's not normal behavior. It's not sane behavior. You're a sick person. Or you're lying about it, in which case you're extra sick because you're just making it up. 
to get attention. But there's a pro-life facility that it literally bombed. An actual domestic terrorist attack. Actually, Senator Ron Johnson's like, hey, why is this this clinic in my my state not being investigated for domestic terrorism when it clearly is? Oh, well, that's because it's it's a left-wing group. Now, again, Jane's Revenge um, is who claimed responsibility. Jane's Re- Revenge, Antifa. We've talked about this before. And you got a bunch of people out there talking about how BLM and Antifa are good groups and, you know, the KKK and, and uh, you know, all of these other groups are domestic terror groups and they're associating this 18-year-old with those groups. But it's like, no, BLM and Antifa are literally domestic terrorist groups by the dictionary definition of it. And this is, this is a great question. Why is this domestic terrorist attack in my state not being investigated as a domestic terrorist attack? Great question. The answer is, doesn't look right. The target was the right. The target wasn't the left. If this had been an abortion clinic, the news media would have been covering it ad nauseum, day in, day out, talking about right-wing domestic terrorist activities and the attempt to scare people into uh, not, not having body autonomy and everything else. But they don't do that. Why? Because, well, it was a pro-life clinic that got hit. Now let's talk about Laguna Woods, which get no coverage. It got coverage initially because it's a church, and they all get coverage initially unless there's very, very early footage of who the shooter is. They all get covered. This one fades away. Now, the news media will tell you, well, it's not as big of a deal as Buffalo because less people died. But in any other circumstance in which the demographics lined up, they would cover both of them in the wake of two mass shootings by angry white men targeting minorities. That's how they would phrase it. But because this shooter was an Asian man, nothing. Very little coverage. Another mass shooting occurred in Laguna Woods, California on Sunday. As of now, one person is dead, four more in critical condition. We certainly hope that they recover. In what can only be described as a supreme act of heroism, multiple members of the church... That was attacked, tackled the shooter, and hogtied him with an extension cord. The suspect has now been partially identified. He's an Asian man in his late 60s who is originally from Las Vegas, my hometown, and per other reports, does not live in the local area. Okay? Regarding a motive, this is red state. Regarding a motive, as is typical with a mass shooting, with mass shootings that don't fit the predominant narrative, law enforcement is being very tight-lipped. They are not even saying if it's a hate crime or not. To this day, we still don't have the official motive for the Waukesha massacre, so I wouldn't expect to receive one in this case anytime soon. Of course, the Waukesha massacre was a BLM hate crime. He was a Black Lives Matter activist who posted that he wanted to to hurt white people, had threatened numerous white people before, and that's what he went out and did. Got in his car and he drove through a bunch of white people. That's what it was. And they won't say it, though. They won't say it. And he was motivated by the ramblings of CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times and Politico and every other left-wing publication that pushed those narratives. You know, but again, this is... This happened. Same weekend. Just not getting nearly as much attention because the shooter doesn't fit the profile that they want to promote. That's the truth.
It's unfortunate, but that's the truth. I'm going to pay some bills. Silverfoxart.com. We'll be back here in just a minute, and then we're going to tell you, um, we're going to go over to this. There's a Black Lives Matter story that I want to get to first, which involves Reuters, and then we're going to get into the hilarious lie about Candace Owens that Patrice Cullors from BLM put out on Instagram. We'll talk about all that coming up. Casey Hendrickson here in the silverfoxart.com studios. And welcome back. Casey Hendrickson here. Again, you can follow silverfoxart.com on Instagram at silver.fox.art. So I wanted to go over this because the next story I have involves Reuters, and it is a doozy. But Reuters is running with this photo, and I hopefully it's big enough for you all to see, but um, Ukraine says that it has repelled Russian incursion in the Sumy region. All right, cool. No big deal. And then they show paintball. Now, for the record, they credit the photo in the article, okay? And, and the photo credit is accurate. But, but why, with a story with, you know, Ukraine says it repelled Russian incursion in Sumy region. Why are you using images of Ukrainian soldiers doing paintball. And they are Ukrainian soldiers. This is a training exercise from from last month. Why would you use paintball photos of Ukrainian troops for the featured image of this article? It doesn't make any sense. And some people tried to defend it and say, hey, look, um, you know, this is actual Ukrainian troops doing like, you know, house clean, clearing exercises and things like that uh, back in April. It is. There's tons of photos. I actually linked. Uh, I'm back on Twitter's fake news flash, by the way. Um, I actually linked to the entire archive of these Ukrainian troops doing it. All right. But the point is, is that and I was responding to somebody using month old training photos for a story like this isn't appropriate. We don't use photos of U.S. troops using sim rounds or miles equipment for a reason. Uh, for the rest of you, and then I, I link to the the actual images. Um, it, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. It's bizarre. But the other thing it does is it puts Reuters in a position where they're like, uh, "Well, why did we use paintball instead of all of the other images of Ukraine that we have right now? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you use paintball?" You're right. It doesn't. They just found something that they had from the Sumi region. These are Ukrainian uh, troops in the Sumi region doing training a month ago, and they decided just, oh, well, they're in the Sumi region. We'll just use them using paintball. As somebody pointed out on the uh, the post, that the, the person who actually used this for the article probably thought that these were real weapons. And you're probably right. Okay, you're probably right. It just didn't make any sense. Yes, the Ukrainian troops. Yes, it's a, it's a training exercise from, from last month, but it's just it, wholly inappropriate to be on an article with that headline. It doesn't make any sense. So next, we've got this, because this also involves Reuters, okay? Zach Kriegman had worked at Thomas Reuters for more than six years, most recently as the director of data scientists. The director of data scientists. It's a guy, like, he runs them. That's his job. Concerned with data and statistics, Kriegman and his team advised numerous other divisions within the company. So he works for Thomas Reuters. They do, you know, uh, statistics and, and that sort of thing, and they, they compile data, and everybody else in the Reuters umbrella uses their 
their statistics, their data for their articles, their publications, and that sort of thing, right? So this is, and he's the director of it. It's a very big deal. In 2020, Kriegman noticed some changes within the company. Coworkers published numerous articles about white privilege. Now let's go back to, as we're starting to get into this, whoa, shivers. Let's go back to how SE Cup and CNN and MSNBC are saying Tucker Carlson is responsible for the violence that happened in Buffalo, New York. Fox News is responsible for the violence that happened in Buffalo, New York because they push conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories that left-wingers just a couple months ago admitted were true and were advocating. Just keep that in mind as we dive down this. He noticed that his coworkers were publishing numerous articles about white privilege on the company's internal collaboration platform. When the Black Lives Matter riots broke out that summer, the platform was filled with support for the organization without any question as to their narr- as to the narrative being told about race in America. Right, we talked about this a lot. The entire BLM situation was based on a lie. It always has been. Black Lives Matter never showed up for John Crawford, who was an innocent black man who was gunned down by police officers in Ohio. That police officer lied and said that he ordered him to drop his, his gun. He was in Walmart buying a BB gun for his kid. Somebody called the cops, a white guy, called the cops, a white liberal, pasty white liberal, called the cops frantic, lying and saying that John Crawford was pointing that gun at kids and shoppers and everything else. Police officer shows up, comes around the corner. John Crawford's on the phone. He's got the, the BB gun down here. He's on the phone talking as he's walking through the store. And the police officer just shoots him. Crawford never saw him. And the police officer said that he ordered him to drop the gun and that he refused and that he turned and pointed the gun at him. Surveillance footage showed that that never happened. That officer lied. Now, that happened at the exact same time that Black Lives Matter was supporting a criminal who was justifiably shot by police. Explain that to me. Of all the, of all the things that you could protest... How about John Crawford, who's an actual innocent man? Law enforcement clearly violated his rights, took his life, took him away from his child and his family, and he didn't do anything wrong. Black Lives Matter never showed up for that guy, but they show up for criminals. Why do they show up for criminals? Because that's where they can make the most noise. That's the truth. They don't care about innocent black lives. They don't care about that at all. It's all about making money, which is why they've been stealing so much money from everybody. But as everybody is running around and talking about BLM in the summer of 2020 and all of this stuff, you know, he's like, nobody's nobody's even asking who BLM is. Are the claims that they're making even true? He's like, all these people that I work with, I'm the, the guy in charge of data and statistics. Nobody's asked me anything. Like So they're just publishing these articles supporting Black Lives Matter and just parroting what Black Lives Matter is saying. He's like, but nobody actually looked at the data. So I did, because that's my job. My job is to look at the data, and that's what he did. This concerned me. I had been following the academic research on BLM for years. He actually gave some examples. And I had come to the conclusion that the claim upon which the whole movement rested that police more readily shoot black people was false. And it is false. There isn't any research that says it's true. All of it says the opposite. Kriegman wrote in an article published on Barry Weiss Substack. The data was unequivocal. It showed that, if anything, police were slightly less likely to use lethal force against black suspects than white ones. 
Kriegman discovered that based on a database of police shootings compiled by the Washington Post, police have fatally shot 39% more unarmed white people than black people in the past five years. BLM activists have insisted, however, that since there is six times as many white people in America as black people, police should be shooting 600% more. Anything less, Kriegman wrote, is evidence to the activists of police bias. Now, I've debunked this a million times, but I'm just going to continue with this story here. Kriegman suggested that such a comparison isn't as accurate as comparison black suspects who pose grave danger and white suspects who do the same, but wrote that there isn't reliable data for such a comparison. Instead, he used Deputy District Attorney for Los Angeles County Patrick Frey's calculations based on FBI data that found, quote, black Americans account for 37% of those who murder police officers and 34% of the unarmed suspects killed by police. Meanwhile, whites make up 42.7% of cop killers and 42% of the unarmed suspects shot by police, meaning whites are killed by police at a 7% higher rate than blacks. Right. Kriegman broadened the analysis to include armed suspects, finding that with those numbers included, whites are shot at a 70% higher rate than blacks. He then mentions the only study that looks at the rate at which police use lethal force across racial groups conducted by Harvard economist Roland Fryer. Now, Fryer's a black guy. We talked about this story before. He's a black guy who did this study to prove the BLM narrative. He went in there with a bias, actually, but to his credit, followed the data. Fryer, who is black, tried to prove BLM's narrative in 2016, but ended up disproving it by finding that while black Americans and Latinos may experience some amount of police force, they are less likely to be shot by police than whites. He got fired. When he shared his findings on Thomas Reuters' collaboration platform, he was met with vitriol by white co-workers who lobbed insults at him rather than provide even a single substantive challenge to the facts that I was citing. Keep in mind, this is the guy who's in charge of data and statistics over there. Kriegman wrote that his post was removed when he stated his concerns and that if he discussed the issue on internal uh, company communications channels, he would be fired. Without a resolution, he emailed colleagues and company leadership discussing the attacks, and the next day he was told by the Human Resources Department that he was no longer, he no longer had access to his company computer or communication systems, and three days after that, he was fired. Why? All because he actually did the research and he found out the BLM was not telling the truth. But again, the corporate media... They're all out there, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, LA Times, Washington Post, Politico, you name it. They're all out there spreading this narrative. This narrative is why there's violence in the streets. This narrative is why the ambush killings of police officers have surged. This narrative, this false narrative, is why attacks on police officers have surged since the Michael Brown case. And it's you've got the same media who pushed these lies, which led to violence led to the murders of police officers Dallas that night. They're the ones now claiming, oh, Tucker Carlson is what caused the shooting in Buffalo. Really? You're going to play that game. BLM, again, I told you when they first came out, people were like, well, who are these groups that keep popping up? I'm like, they're just money laundering scams. That's all they are. They're, they're designed to get people famous and rich and then disappear. That's what it is. And that's exactly what BLM is. They've raised billions of dollars, yet at the end of May, they had $19,000 in the bank account. Suddenly, they got, 
you know, multi-million dollar mansions all over the continent of North America. Nice, expensive car collection. Local groups not getting much money. Local groups suing the national BLM group because they're not getting any resources or any funding or any support. Yet they're giving them tons of money. Act Blue processes the donations. Whatever Act Blue siphons off goes right into the DNC. Goes right into the DNC. It's, and I can't stress this enough. Black Lives Matter hates black men. They hate black men. They hate men in general, but they really hate black men. But who do they use for their rioting and their violence and their protesting? Black men. That's who they use. Intentionally putting them in, putting them forward in a negative light and putting them in harm's way. For a movement that claims to be fighting on behalf of those men, yet their own charter wanted men out of the household. Wanted men away from children. Men aren't allowed to be fathers. Destroy the nuclear family they wanted. Right. So Patrice Cullors is a pathological liar. So I'm going to cue up my audio here. <laughs> Candace Owens. I am pre-releasing the footage of me showing up at one of the Black Lives Matter founders, Patrice Cullors, multiple mansions. Remember, she fake cried and said I harassed her. Liar. I kindly spoke to a white security guard who remained silent through the gate. She had to because Patrice Cullors tried to pull this mess. And again, I have, I, I just, I feel, I feel like with the Taylor Lorenz libs of TikTok fiasco, we, we just, once again, you got Taylor Lorenz can show up at your house. She can show up at your friend's house, your neighbor's house, your family's house. She can harass them, which you're not supposed to do. It's not journalistic ethics. She can harass them to get a story on you. She can then dox you, but God forbid you do the same thing to her. Then she's crying. She's being harassed. It's wrong. She's suicidal. Patrice Culler is basically the same thing. Patrice Culler's organized protests and riots where they go to people's houses. They go to people's neighborhoods. They burn buildings down. They destroy cars. And she doesn't like one person coming to her house with a camera crew. Feels like her family is being threatened behind her security gate with her white security guard. Listen to this. This morning I woke up to Candace Owens being outside of my house with a news crew. Um, she was demanding that I come outside. Hello. Um, I was just looking to speak to whoever is at this property because it's listed as the Black Lives Matter property. Sir? Hello? The fact that she's came outside my house and demanded things harassed me uh, is unacceptable. We're not trying to harass you. We'll gladly leave. We're just wondering if we can speak to anybody. Y'all, I really need my family to be safe. I need to be safe. I need my child to be safe. And this, this, what happened this morning is not safety. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Patrice Cullors doesn't care about going to people's houses. You think she cares? Do you think she cares that people are protesting outside of the houses of Supreme Court justices right now? She supports that. 
She supported getting in Trump supporters' faces. She supported getting in Republican politicians' faces. Her organization has actually taken the microphone away from Bernie Sanders. She supports doing all of that stuff. She supports going to people's homes and harassing them. Her entire movement is built upon doing that. <laughs> and But watching the people... We're like, oh, it's not fair for you to be harassed by Candace Owens. Candace Owens is like one of the nicest people ever. She's combative in her interviews, but personally, very, very nice, very humble. <laughs> but it's, it's so, you sit here and you watch this. Like all of the people who are just cheering on Taylor Lorenz, doxing lives of TikTok, suddenly are really upset with Candace Owens showing up at one of the mansions that Patrice Culler zones. Right. And Patrice Culler's calling, my family's not safe. No, people's families aren't safe in cities that you're telling your people to burn down. Oh, we don't tell them to burn it down. Yeah, you do. This is, I, <laughs> I there aren't words. There are not words for this. I mean, seriously, you look at some of the, some of the tweets here. They're just, there really are not words. I honestly don't even know fully what to say. My instant reaction is to go down like a list of a thousand times that BLM has done this to other people, but that would take too much time. I mean, it's just, God, God forbid. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, and Dan over here, he's got a point. I thought it was uh, to be used by the movement, not personal property. He's got a point. If the property is listed as, as a Black Lives Matter property, remember one of the one of the things um, that BLM was doing to deflect all of the the accusations that they were just funneling money to themselves to buy lavish properties was no no these properties would be used by the movement they're not you know just like our personal houses here she is at her house it's very interesting <laughs> now she's saying it's her house so which one is it is it your house or is it the house that belongs to the movement which which one is it. Everything they accuse the right of doing, they themselves are doing. And every belief that they have directly contradicts another belief that they have. Thank you for watching. Go to silverfoxart.com. Tune in for the radio show today at 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on Rumble. And it uh, looks like BT Media will be launching this week, folks. So the new website should go live this week. Still have an issue importing all of the posts over there, but... Um, I don't think it's that all that important. So we'll get the new social network and everything else uh, live this week. So for those of you who are part of the newsletter, you'll be getting that newsletter here relatively soon, and we'll start forwarding everybody over to the new website. All right, folks, you have a wonderful afternoon, and we'll see you tomorrow.